Oh, thank you. Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I'm your host, the Kamish, and it is New Year's Day. It is another year for us to be happy and rejoice in what God has given us another year to plan for and to perhaps improve on. I mean, there's a lot that can be going on for the new year to come, and it's still soon to say for a lot of us, but we understand that we have made it this far in the midst of other things in our lives, finances and COVID. And and so we should be proud of the fact that we can now look forward to another year of prosperity, hope, peace, love and fulfillment wherever it is we may be wherever we may be and what we may be doing and for what we might accomplish in our time here on earth in 2022 I am I have a lot to talk about and and I'll probably spend more time talking as opposed to analyzing football because there was no football for Thursday night you know it surprised me to a degree and and, and a part of me was just upset because I didn't have the time to really sit down and plan on what I want to talk about in football and I don't even think it's even relevant to really talk about what's to come for this coming Sunday. Uh, By now we probably watch the games, the bowl games, college. Shout out to those teams that made the bowl game. Shout out to Rutgers University. Rutgers University and that football team took on Wake Forest. And for those that don't know, those that might not have known the story, uh, I think there was another school, another football program that was supposed to play against Wake Forest. And forgive me if I get this wrong. I want to say Central Florida, but I could be wrong. But nonetheless... Some other team was supposed to play Wake Forest. And it just so happens that the team that was supposed to play Wake Forest, uh, the majority of the players ended up with COVID. So needless to say, because they had COVID, they could not play in the bowl game. So they had to find a replacement team. And it just so happens that Upon, you know, the time deliberated to think about who would be the best team or, or which university could best represent in that bowl game, that particular, I think it was the Gator Bowl, it would be Rutgers University. Rutgers University hasn't been in a bowl game for, for some time, maybe a few years. But the fact that we're talking about the Gator Bowl on New Year's Eve, that is something special. And, and for a program that probably did not see their best football this past season, I got to believe that this gives this team, along with uh, Coach Shiano, hope for what's to come in the future for this organization. And I have to believe with this particular Rutgers football team, it gives them every reason in the world to think big about 2022 along with other teams that played this past weekend along with the university of michigan the university of cincinnati university of georgia and university of alabama they played their bowl games this past weekend as well i'm sorry this past friday excuse me um you know i 
I, I'm a big fan of bowl games. Usually it's the last few games that stand out the most, like it does for everybody else. And, you know, for what we gathered in these bowl games, we're expecting the best of the best to go out there and perform. And there's other bowl games that took place that I'm just not focusing on right now. But it's more so the fact that when the time comes to talk about these players in detail, we'll be able to look back on the bowl games and say, what we saw these guys at their highest performance, at, at, the, at the highest level amongst the biggest crowd, prime time in these bowls, and for what they did to help their teams win. So with that being said, I am going to talk more in detail about college football when that time comes, because I'm sure a lot of people want to know more about the next group of people, next group of young men to take over the NFL. So I will move on from that and talk on another touching, unfortunate issue, not issue, but a situation, an event that happened of this past week in the passing of former head coach of the Oakland Raiders, Mr. John Madden himself. He succumbed to natural causes at the age of 85, just days after they televised his documentary there on Fox Sports. And I had to watch the documentary because I wanted to just see more of what and who John Madden was and how much of an influence he was to football. And if you're talking to the commission right now about coaches, about the coaches that existed even before my time period, because mind you, John Madden coached in the late 60s. So, of course, I wasn't even thought of at that point. But if you could just imagine the impact he made on so many players over the course of, say, 30 years, perhaps. I mean, whether you were a coach, an assistant coach, or after coaching, he became a telebroadcaster. So he found his way on TV. He became an announcer sports broadcaster for CBS Sports, for ABC Sports, for NBC Sports. This man did not miss a beat after his time as coach for the Oakland Raiders. And let me just talk a little bit about John Madden, because there is a generation of people that don't understand that the reason why you're playing Madden today is because of this man. He is the winniest coach in Raiders history. He is one of many coaches, winningest coaches in the NFL in its history. This man had coached as head coach of the Oakland Raiders since 1969 to 1978. What's spectacular about that time period, even though it might have only been about nine or ten seasons? is that he only missed the playoffs twice in his time as head coach with the Raiders. And it just so happens in 1978, when they fell short against Denver, playing against Denver for a chance at the Super Bowl, he decided then that he would call it quits. But you figure during that period, if you only missed it twice, that means for the other times that he was in the running for the Super Bowl, this man had winning seasons during his time 
as head coach of Oakland Raiders. He did not have a losing season once. And to miss just two years of being in the playoffs is a phenomenal feat in itself. You could almost know without a doubt that the Oakland Raiders was going to go into town, regardless of where they played, and compete with some of the best football teams that we recognize today. He played against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He at some point played against the Kansas City Chiefs. At some point he played against Don Shula and his Miami Dolphins that went undefeated that year in 72. He went against some of the top coaches and teams of that era. And that's the only reason why he came up short in that time period. He did find himself in the Super Bowl in 1976 after defeating Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship to make Super Bowl XI against the Minnesota Vikings, of which they won without any problem. They won convincingly 32-14. to 14. But it's the fact that John Madden had this he had this rapport with his players. For those that can remember the times in the 70s with John Madden and how he was able to put together what some people might have considered misfits, misfits on this particular team and how he was able to manage people on that team like Litnikov, Stabler, and a, a number of other guys. I mean... We can go on and on with the names that he coached during his time. And, you know, it's it's just the fact that when you're thinking about what John Madden meant to the Raiders, we would have never thought that it would have gone to a point where it would have accelerated to other players within the NFL. Before long, John Madden had his own all-Madden team, which today... Is highly significant about, amongst others that made the Super Bowl and eventually made the Hall of Fame. It was in 2006 that John Madden made the Hall of Fame as a coach. Some 28 years after his time of coaching, he makes the Hall of Fame. He started off as an assistant coach there in California at a small college called Allen Hancock of which he went from that college to San Diego State, of which he coached under another former familiar superior coach, Don Coriel. It's then that while he was coaching under Coriel that he was offered a job by former owner, late owner Al Davis, to take over as long, I'm sorry, as linebacker coach for the Oakland Raiders. Mind you, Oakland Raiders at that point had only been in the league, the NFL league, for about seven seven years, seven seasons. People don't realize that the Oakland Raiders have only been around since 1960. And it just so happens as time went on, this was all part of fate to have John Madden become a part of this team that was looking to create a winning tradition. And it was John Madden that took it upon himself to use the knowledge that he was able to formulate as a coach, along with his time as being a teacher. A lot of people didn't, I didn't know. The commission didn't even know that he was a teacher at some point. 
he was a teacher along with a coach and it just made the marriage between coach and teaching a formidable one because now he's able to manage his time and his demeanor with these players that saw him as more of a father figure than just a coach. And when you've gained the respect of these players, and even during this time period, Oakland Raiders were trying to put themselves on the map. He had done a magnificent job of motivating these guys to play football his way. And they may mention on the documentary that it was imperative that they made work on time, that they gave it their all, and that when they were done, they did their best to make sure they had a spot on the, on the job, or on the roster. And it, and it couldn't be more emphasized as to what Madden expected from these guys. And because of that, I have to believe that every season that he coached, making it to the playoffs wasn't enough. But it's the fact that within a seven-year span while he was there, he had made the AFC Championship game five times. He misses the playoffs in 1971, and then it's not until sometime in 1976 that he gets the opportunity to have that one team that went 13-1 and to go to the Super Bowl. It's quite the story when you think about what Madden had done for that organization and for Al Davis at the time that they were trying to formulate this young Raiders organization into what will become one of the biggest franchises in NFL's history. And it goes on from there, but we saw that in 1978, he decided to retire. It got to the point where he realized that his love for football had taken a different turn. Perhaps it was the work, it was the hard, grueling work he put into trying to put together some of the best teams in NFL history that he realized that his health was far more important than any more time coaching football. So what does he do? In 1979, he's introduced to broadcasting, starting with CBS Sports. And it's funny, listening to the documentary, the first time around, he said no. But it wasn't until he was more convinced with the people they put together that John Madden at some point paired up with late broadcaster Pat Summerall. And before long, those that had the opportunity and the privilege to be able to listen to both Madden and Summerall do football, give football in their own eloquent way on CBS Sports, it was a gift for all fans, for anybody that loved football, especially in the 80s when I grew up. To hear Madden and Summerall is what you look forward to because it provided that mystique. It, it provided that flair, provided the nostalgia of what football was to a bunch of people, especially to those two that grew up and loved football the way that they did. And so it goes from there. From 79, he starts with CBS Sports. As I said before, he goes from CBS. Unfortunately, he leaves CBS to go to ABC. And then from ABC Sports, he ends up going to NBC Sports, of which in 2009, after 30 years of broadcasting, 12 Emmys, and receiving a Pete Rozelle 
radio and TV award in 2002, he decided to call broadcasting quits. So many things came with John Madden during his time of broadcasting. It was more than just putting together a story about players. It was more than just talking about the livelihoods of these people as they played football. It was the fact that he loved football and that he coached football for not just the people there in the booth, but for millions of people that took the time out every Sunday to listen and watch him commentate on football. It's because of him the Telestrator was 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 created. It was because of him that they invented and created that first down mark that we see now, that yellow mark that we see on TV. That's all because of him. The drawings that people place on the screens now to indicate what the players were doing is on large part because of John Madden. He made such a mark on the NFL. I have to believe. The commission be the first one to tell you he is bigger than the NFL. He is bigger than football ever could have imagined. And I mean, it's not to knock Don Shula. It's not to knock a lot of those other greats that existed in the NFL. But for some reason, he transformed football to be appreciative. He transformed football to be fun, to be exciting in such a way where you wanted to hear him talk. You wanted to hear Summerall and Madden talk about football. It, it was more than just commentary. It was like listening to a bedtime story and getting the gist of what was going on during that time period for 30 years. And this man, to this day, is still recognized for the video game that came out in 1988. It was 88 that they created, EA Sports created Madden. And you ask anybody that ever made the cover, how much of a privilege and an honor it was to be on the cover of such a game that even today sells for millions, even perhaps billions, every year. John Madden passes away at 85 years old. If you want to find out more about John Madden, I will not be the one to provide that information. There's other ways that you can grab that information by now. Naturally, for those that have access to the internet, there's more than one way that you can find out about John Madden. But the most important thing, the most innovating thing that I can think about talking about John Madden to me is the fact that he found a way to converse with people in a way that people could understand him. As a host of my own podcast, I try to do the same thing. And I wonder if what I'm doing is anything remotely close or similar to what Madden tried to do some time ago when he decided to do broadcasting. It means a lot to be able to talk to people that can understand what football is all about. But it meant more to know that there were people out there that probably didn't know as much about football as he did and to be able to tell his story in the way that he was able to tell the story might have been the biggest challenge then as it is for me today and even though I don't speak a lot about football I talk a lot about things in general that affect many of those that listen to this podcast that might not even relate to sports but there lies the rub in this day and age in 2021 
moving into 2022 and how we communicate with each other today, a lot of it does stem with sports, but sports is more of like the filter. Sports is more of the disclaimer behind what other issues and concerns that affect us today are more crucial than what we hear about on Sundays when talking about football. And so we try our best to infuse the two. At least I've done what I could. To this day, still I can, to conflate what we learn in today's society, in today's issues regarding racial profiling, police brutality, and social, cultural, economic issues to how it relates to how things are in the, in, in, in the field of sports. And you figure for everything that happens in this country that affects people in sports, their response is usually given some at some point at some time afterwards, whether they're taking a knee, thus the Kneel Down podcast, or if they are protesting and speaking up for what they feel is right. I have a job to do. And I guess I want to tie this in with the resolutions that I have for the new year. But I have a job to do that I don't get paid for. And I'm not looking for payment. When I started doing this podcast, I didn't necessarily do it for the fact that I could perhaps get paid for this. I did it with the idea that if I spoke more about what I felt football meant to me or what sports would mean to me, that people would gravitate to other things that I would have to talk about in the future that might be more relatable to the people that are suffering outside of the sports world. And that becomes the most important thing to me is that there are people out there that are going through something in their lives and I've mentioned this before, may it be something that's economical, maybe something that's physical, medical, psychological. It's the fact that there are people that suffer both in the sports world and outside the sports world that makes an impact on a community of people that follow sports and that follow what goes on in news and in the community. The commission still has a goal. And the goal comes with some entertainment. The goal, the, the goal comes with the, uh, the idea of knowing that I'm not going to get it right the first time. And I may not even relate to a lot of people because it probably stems more of what the commission believes and not what everybody else believes. But you know what? I cannot reason with so many people with so many things that go on today where I feel like I've gotten it right. All I can do is point you in the direction of what I believe. And somewhere, somehow, others may believe the same. There are just some things in life that we still get angry over. There are some things in life that we're still confused about and frustrated about, agitated about. And that comes natural. It is normal. It is common to be placed in a position where if there are things that bother us, that we speak out. If there's one thing that I can say over the last year and a half, going on two years, is that when I'm able to speak out, it has purpose. Sometimes it can be entertaining, like I said, but other times it's to motivate. It's to get people to think, to be persuasive, to be innovative, to be proactive. 
to be in a position where if others could do what I do, that meant the impact of so many young people out there, regardless of nationality, regardless of ethnicity, then I've done my job. And so as I sit here behind the mic today, going into the new year, the one resolution that sticks out of my mind outside of just doing better is to be real with myself understand that there are goals out there that I would love to achieve, but I need the help of those that listen to this podcast to better understand what my true intent is. And with that being said, I continue to thank those near and far that listen to my voice on a weekly basis for the time that you've dedicated to me being able to rant rave and talk and persuade and to try to be an influence on so many lives that can help improve others as we go year to year with some basis, some opportunity of improvement and perhaps success. So says the commission. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. This is the Kneel Down Podcast. I will continue to be the commission. And the next time that you hear my voice, I'm pretty sure I'll have something to do with football. And I'm pretty sure I'll have something to do with the games that will be going on this week because it is week 17 of the NFL schedule. What does that mean for those that follow football or maybe don't follow football? It's the fact that we're two weeks away from the end of the season. So while there's many people that can't wait for the NBA to start, there are a number of people, including myself, that it's sad to see that this season is just about over. However, it still will give me something to talk about the next time that I'm on the mic. Again, you've been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I have been the commission. And I am going to be out of here. And I'm going to try my best to celebrate the new year with my family. With that being said, I wish everybody the best for the upcoming year. Happy New Year again. Try not to drink and drive and all that other stuff in between. It ain't good. (laughs) Try to celebrate amongst your family. Try to stay put. Wear a mask. Because where there's people, chances are the virus isn't too far behind. So with that being said, I'm going to say peace. And love to all those out there. Please stay safe. Continue to get vaccinated, people. For those that need to get vaccinated, please do so. 